0: Melbourne, I Love Green Guide Letters is coming back home and will be recording live on Saturday afternoon, the 16th of September, 4.15 at Club Voltaire in North Melbourne. Tickets are on sale now and it is an intimate little venue, so they should get snapped up really fast. For tickets and information, click ilovegreenguideletters.com. Hey guys, welcome to I Love Green Guide Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age newspapers, television, and radio lift out the Green Guide. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love those Green Guide letters. <laughs> now you guys, this is an extra weird episode, partly because I'm on zero sleep. I've just been through a red-eye plane washing machine It's about 11am in the morning. I can't even say AM. That's how offensive AM seems to me at the moment. Hmm. And I am with two gentlemen that 10 years ago, longer than that probably, was one of the very first podcasts I ever listened to. We are in Columbus, Ohio, and we are joined by Bill Arendale. Hello and dance water
1: hello it's great to be on the show
0: formerly of the bill and dan show
1: the bill and dan show that started in march of 2005 yes and this we can recreate we can recreate the very first (laughs) episode of the bill and dan show so you working on any new bits no. <laughs> that was pretty much that was, that was the first episode of the Bill and Dan it. show. It, it was ex- no, yeah. yeah. It was basically me asking if you're working on new bits and Bill saying no. So as you can hear guys, it
0: was a pioneering podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's so weird because I so this flight I'm I'm in Ohio for a wedding. And um, regular listeners will be happy to know that Bart's here with me as well. Jackie gets here in the morning. And my flight was at like 10.30 out of LA. And then it arrives here at 5.30 in the morning. But you skip a couple of hours. Three hours. And then I got to this Airbnb and just had some like desperation. Like, you know, when you're in bed and you're just like, come on, man. I need to sleep Mm -hmm. right now. So then I've just woken up. And then I've got these two podcast voices. Because if you listen, I know people do it to me, when you listen to a podcast and then when you meet the person in real life and you see their voice coming out of their mouth, it's like, oh, this is weird, man. It's hard to connect. Well, No, it's it's too connected. Right. It's like I was used to staring at like a spreadsheet or something.
3: Right, I had no idea you were so tall. Well, that... Uh, yeah, inc- I mean, I you know. <laughs> There's
0: no way you could have told that from when you were recording for me to listen to it. But imagine if you could, that would be a sweet X-Men power. Right. That you could tell how tall anyone was you were recording for. That would be overwhelming. You just hear, you just
1: know the thousands of heights. I would just be really, I'd feel really ripped off. That's my power. I listen (laughs) to a podcast. Yeah, that guy's uh, 6'2". You go, guys go save the world now. I'm just going to keep guessing heights. (laughs)
0: When like uh, like Magneto like calls in a threat, you are like, how can you help us? I'm like, well, he's 6'3".
1: <laughs> Go for the knees. Go for the knees. L-
0: look up higher, Cyclops. Look up higher. <laughs> so, I when I, when you guys were doing it, I think definitely when I was like the first day I did stand up comedy, I was listening to the podcast because you used to have the theme song. Was
1: like bow, no, 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 no.
3: Our generic uh, it, garage band. Yeah, it was garage
1: band, first generation garage band. We're like, what sounds kind of...
3: What it take, about two minutes to put it together? It
1: did not take long. We were <laughs> like, what kind of sounds from the four loops you get that uh, that sounded the best for us? And it was that... And then it would, Bill would be like... Welcome with a little bit of reverb. Welcome to the Bill and Dan Show. We (laughs) tried to put as little effort into it as possible (laughs) in the beginning. Well, it paid off. It it did. (laughs) We didn't have an actual theme song until, I think, episode four or five. Because literally, if you listen to the very first Bill and Dan Show in March of 2005, literally the first thing you hear is... I mean, we didn't even introduce ourselves. We just said, so, you working on any new bits? You're like, (laughs) it was, if you went back and listened to it, podcasting was really, really new back at the time. And Bill had kind of seen this. I saw an article in in USA Today. It was about the Don and Drew
3: show. And I I called Dan that night because I was on the road. And and I said, we should totally do this because it's exactly like the kind of shit we do when we're driving to a gig.
1: Yeah, we'd be. Being on the road, doing comedy on the road, late night drives, we'd call each other and just talk for 25, 30 minutes to kill time on the drive. And we thought, hey, this should be what and, and our the podcast... Of, and at the
0: end of the conversation, you'd say... And please rate us five
1: stars. (laughs) There was no no no. So it was was perfect for the form. It was was even before it was even before iTunes, because iTunes adopted podcasts after we got started. So in the Oh you'd already started. We'd already started. So the actual for us it was like, please go like us on Podcast Alley. Right. Podcast Alley. If Sounds you like, us, right. yeah. if you like right. us on Pod, and I think if you even still go to the Podcast Alley rankings because it iTunes cleared everybody out, I think we're still like ranked thirty-six on podcast <laughs> right. alley. With a bullet. With a bullet. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been hitting it thirty six now for about nine years and we're hoping to make that move up to thirty five. <laughs> <But> we should <laughs> this this is
0: good. All right, guys. Everyone go to Podcast Alley and vote for the Bill and <laughs> show. Let's get we, going, we can we get you number one
2: right.
1: through the amount of listeners and the fact that no one else is voting. No one, no. I mean, it's all iTunes now. It's yeah. all go give me a five star rating. It helps us on the business end. It helps us, um, you know, move up the charts. In the day, it was go find us on Podcast Alley or Podcast. Podcast Alley was like the two cans in a
3: string thing yeah. that you put together as a kid to talk on the phone.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Like the, the
0: thought of doing a podcast and not needing a five star review on iTunes sickens me. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> we, what medieval. What were you guys
1: doing? <laughs> it really was, I mean, the very beginning of podcasting.
3: I don't know another comic who had a podcast before we did.
1: No. And now everybody's got one. Everybody has one. And we started, like I said, in March of 2005. Mm -hmm. And I think we got our first letter from you, Steele, our first email that fall. Because you found the show because of our Star Wars episodes, right? Is that what originally got you to the show? No. I think when they did
0: the – when – I've forgotten his name now. Podcast
1: Alley? No, well. no.
0: Apple. This is Steve Jobs. Steve yeah. Jobs. That's how tired I am. I've forgotten I've forgotten billionaires. <laughs> I'm forgetting pioneering billionaires. I'm so tired. It's like, how tired was he? He forgot Steve Jobs' name. That's pretty fucking tired, man. And disrespectful that I'm on his medium right
3: now. Please rate us five stars. And that one guy wore a turtleneck a lot. That yeah. guy—he's the guy that invented the five-star review. Thank you, Steve
0: Jobs. <laughs> you've, oh. you've given so much. Now, um, no. So when he did, because he'd do those keynote things, and mm-hmm. you know, in his turtleneck, and he'd say, "Here's one more thing." And there was one where he introduced podcasting. Yes, to iTunes. And I'd sort of heard of it, but it sounded like you'd have to know something about how could... I like computers that I don't know how they work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like I use Apple and I don't want to know. Uh, yes.
1: I am. Yes, All I know
3: is that it works. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and so he said, you know, you can just search now like a store. So I just started typing in things that I like and started listening to all these. I just tested all these podcasts. And some of them, the sound was like crazy, like so bad. But it was like, it's... I can listen to a show for free, so I didn't care. But like there was—I remember there was one guy that was driving a truck, and he'd just do commentary <laughs> of the stuff he was seeing. <laughs> like it was just like he needed someone. Like he was like you guys, how you were talking, but he didn't have the other guy. <laughs> so I was the guy, but I couldn't say anything back. It's
1: just, you know. Who not like
3: a meth-fueled uh, podcast rant. <laughs>
1: Just driving a truck and talking as he
3: drives. Yeah, ranking the best truck stop hookers somewhere to get them. Yeah, that,
1: that guy is now a billionaire when his podcast his podcast sure. finally went public yeah, and right. uh, he now owns ABC. Yeah. No,
3: it was yeah. It's, he he it's runs a, the truck stop hookers letter <laughs> our website, right?
1: It's it. it's Chris
3: Hardwick.
0: That's who it was.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was originally called the the truckist. <laughs> the um yeah so i was just listening to all these shows and there wasn't very many so it wasn't hard to like so you type in comedy or whatever and then i found and it was
1: like three and one of them was the bill and
0: dan show yeah and you sort of put out a couple episodes a week so it was and yeah so it was just like i just started listening but it was quite like i love like podcasting like it's it's like you know changed my life and it's, it's brought me a lot of like great things and stuff yeah i
3: mean you're like a celebrity in australia right no no really i'm i'm I, but the cat is though the, the cat, cat is in yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm um i'm at people look at me and go
3: do i some
0: yeah but then you meet like podcast fans and then you look like
3: an uber driver's uber driver Yeah, right? Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah 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 um yeah no, I've I've had I I know that uh, like I know a lot of famous people. Yeah. So I just stand next. Yeah, to
3: Yeah, I saw you uh, interviewing Harrison Ford. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, he's a great friend, and um, we like to <laughs> catch you up. <laughs> you, you should listen to his. Um, he does a podcast of him just flying a plane by himself, and the best episodes where it's like the ground's getting closer, <laughs> faster, really faster.
1: <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> So um, well, yeah, you're on TV a lot over there. I see you've got an IMDb page mm-hmm. now. Do I? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've checked
0: IMDb for that. But yeah, I, yeah. So it's yeah. But that there's nothing fun in that. Yeah, more fame, more fame, more TV, more Harrison Ford. <laughs> a lot more Harrison Ford. Tons. <laughs> Just pour him on me. So handsome. So handsome. Like. <laughs> When you look, when you're up close to him, you're like, How could you not be like one of the biggest movie stars of all time? Like, Did you ask
1: him where Calista Flockhart was. No, I, I was, was t- trying so hard to remember her name. I know, I was gonna say, <laughs> and, I was, McBeal. And, that, and I was trying so hard <laughs> to remember the show too. I was trying to remember her name, I was trying to remember the show. God, you are that would be like the worst case. I was so nervous
0: when I interviewed him because I've like interviewed like like celebrities and stuff, right? But it's like. It's fucking Han Solo, man. Yeah. And it's
1: Indiana Jones, it's Han Solo, it's the president, and it's, it's like the guy in the car from American Graffiti with Suzanne Somers, It's that guy. <laughs> I would have asked them all questions about seven days and nights. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ann Hayes <Heche> really like? <laughs> so were you really a witness? <laughs> 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 But that would be That
0: was my Because I had these questions And it it was my worst case scenario Because I was like Yeah Like if it was It was anyone else Mm -hmm. Like not Star Wars related Just like a big movie star I'd just be like Yeah that's fine Who cares Yeah if it's Anthony
3: Daniels you are like fuck off You know (laughs)
0: But if it was like Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, I'd be just like, "Oh, this is exciting." You so would whatever. really
1: say that to Anthony. Sorry, you would really say that to Anthony Daniels. Oh,
3: uh, could you even spot Anthony Daniels? I mean, who? who well, knows? If he's
1: wearing the full
3: outfit, I would. Well, yeah, if he said, "I'm the voice of C3PO," I'm like, "Yeah, the door's over there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see." Ya.
0: What you don't understand is people that play robots also don't have feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
3: how that's how method they are. So it's acceptable to be rude to him.
0: <laughs> but it would be. I was worried when he was coming up to me that something would snap in me <laughs> and it just, I'd have a nervous breakdown or something. Sure. And I'd ask something just like,
1: "Where's did you bring out McBeal? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so what'd you think of the prequels? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do
3: you remember in American Graffiti when you were with Shirley Feeney in that car? you remember that? What was that like? Shirley Feeney. <laughs>
1: Cindy oh, i don't calling Sidney Williams I don't remember Shirley Feeney Sidney Williams Cindy from Vernon and Shirley
3: gotcha. he would have
1: looked at you and so when you're in that car with Shirley Feeney did the big Feeney, ragu
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> are Lenny and Squiggy as cool as they appear I uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> want all the Hollywood dirt <laughs> But I
0: love it how you're just doing like the six degrees of separ- like it's not even people you he's actually even, worked with. It's
1: right. like, okay, he was in this movie and then this movie and, and then we get to Lenny Cindy and Squiggy
3: What's up Six degrees of Cindy Williams. <laughs> so you got here, you got her, then Donnie Most. <laughs> and then it goes down from there.
0: Donny Mo is Donny Most Potsy? He's Ralph Ralph, Ralph Malf. Malf. Yeah.
3: Anson Williams was
1: Potsy.
0: No disrespect. No disrespect. No, to culture. No, no. I didn't. I didn't mean to come to your country. <laughs> to anger just, that Donny Most out on your rich show business legacy. I'm out of
1: here. You don't know Donny <laughs> Most. I'm out of here. <laughs> I love I think-
0: Chachi though. Chachi is um, he's a maverick on that Twitter. Scott <laughs> <Stop> he- Baio. <Bale? laughs> yeah, he is a maverick.
1: Him he- and Willie Ames should get back together. No kid to do another after school movie. <laughs> Zapped four. Zapped four. <laughs> We're zapped again.
0: Yeah, that motherfucker burnt down Arnold's and I'll never forgive him. <laughs> Gets one date. One date. Chucks a rag on the cooker. And are these references a little bit too modern for everyone listening? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Arnold's never forget. Yeah. <laughs> that dude took that a bit too literally.
1: <laughs> Forget a little. So, so you, you first, I believe, because basically the basis of our podcast is kind of like what we're doing now. Yeah, Bill and I were out on the road doing stand-up, and we were both at home. We'd record episodes and talk about experiences on the road. Talk mm. about pop culture and a lot of the pop yeah, culture went back. But this is the
0: thing. Everyone listening to now, we're like, yeah, we get what a comedian podcast is like.
3: I right. guess it is. But, 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 but
1: like you guys did it first. Yeah, I guess that's what it is now. It really is.
3: I mean, I've thought about doing another podcast, but I'm like, I, everyone's doing the same podcast now. So, you know, what is the point? It, so it was. it's
1: it's weird to be kind of at the ground floor of it now because Pioneer. it's such a huge thing. And we, it was cool, I remember, because of course, you being from Australia, the first time we received correspondence from you. And we're sitting here in Columbus, Ohio, throwing this thing out on the internet, and then all of a sudden we're getting emails from Australia, we're getting emails from Japan, mm-hmm. we're getting emails from England. The people who did our um, our logo, because we had a logo contest, I don't think we actually ever sent them the prize, so sorry hey, about well, that. You if know what the, prize was. the prize was one of your CDs. Oh, yeah. We definitely didn't send it. <laughs> and so we're getting this stuff. Still like, to this day, they walk out to the post <laughs>
3: box every day, <laughs> open it up. Where's my poorly recorded CD at?
1: You know, that international mail can take 10, 11 years. That's so right.
0: <laughs> So And then the, you should send it to them one day, and then they have to go out and buy a CD player. Yeah,
1: no kidding. <laughs> Just to fuck with it. It's <laughs> so long
3: now. Here's a VHS copy it of my, uh, my first set.
1: <laughs> it, it was really kind of a weird thing because podcasting was so new, and, and nobody knew where this was going. And then eventually, you know, as we're watching it, because we were really doing the Bill and Dan show very in-depth, very regularly, you know, for four years or so. And and you could tell like a year, year and a half in when all the big companies are coming in. And you've got sports podcasts with actual people on TV who do sports. That's cheating. And, and radio podcasts of big-time radio stars. And you could tell as the big companies are filtering into this podcast space, what a huge thing it would eventually become and what a huge thing it is now. As the big money surely passes by, you could see
3: how it's <laughs> becoming more of a corporate thing. You
0: guys are like the band that Nirvana listened to's band that they listened to.
3: We were happy days, everybody else is Joni and Chacha. Is that- <laughs>
1: That's a good analogy. Right. We were the band when Kurt Cobain says, who are his influences, said, oh, you never heard of them." Yeah, no, but you you're, heard you're heard the them. band that
3: that band listened we're to. Band that that <laughs> band. We were the haircut 100
1: <laughs> to Nirvana. Yeah, we were. <laughs> what would be the band that Air Supply listened to that they listened to? I don't know who that would be. The Carpenters. The bread. We're bread. Right, right. We're a lesser known bread. <laughs> the,
0: the, the cool thing that you did that you know now, it, it's like it's like a common thing in podcasts. But you created like a little universe. You had your own little Marvel universe of like characters that would come and go, and there'd be people that you'd hear stories about. And it was like you know, in Marvel now they're coming up to this big Infinity War, thing, yes. and it's like their ten year thing, and they've been hinting at all this stuff. And so like when you listen to your show, there'd be like. There be talk of this this dude called the Dur, and then like, <laughs> and then like ten, and then like two years later, he'd be a guest on the show, and it's like, so, oh, they've been hinting at this for years. Yeah, this is-
3: the way he
1: said that, the Dur. Yes, that was great, <laughs> and and that was kind of the power of podcasting, even back in the day. After the Dur would do something ridiculous on our show. <laughs> mm-hmm. People would swarm to MySpace and just start trolling him incessantly. He'd get like post after post after post on his MySpace because of something he'd done on the Bill and Dan show. Right. Or, or people would go to his website, and I mean, this is how long ago it was. He still had a guest book on his website, oh my God. so the people from the show who listened to the show would go into his guest book and just type horrible comments about
3: him. I think that was his old Angel Fire <laughs> website as like one big scrolling page. But, but I, had... I
0: must say that guest book did make me feel welcome.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: he's left out a guest book. <laughs> he appreciates my opinion.
3: I'm the
1: 492nd visitor. This is great. <laughs> I want to be here when it hits 500. (laughs) But it it was, yeah, we did have, because a lot of the people we'd have as guests are our friends who were also stand ups Some of them based out of central Ohio, some who came through central Ohio and worked a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and it did create this kind of universe. And there were the rivalries and the people that, that, I mean, would do ridiculous things. The people who would go on literally, to challenge our listeners into hating them, the villains, the heroes. and It's almost like Laugh Olympics.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> when Muttley would go up with, uh, I don't know, what bird, what was it? The Falcon? Well, and- <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the thing. We didn't have any famous comics under anyone who had a name at all. They were just...
1: Not at the time, no. Local open micers for the most part. For the most part, local open micers and some some touring pros who who were friends and we started with. Mm. But we were in central Ohio. There wasn't really like, at the time, Skype. Oh, let's Skype you in on this show. That wasn't something that really existed in 2005 or 2006. You hold the phone up to the microphone. You hold yeah. the phone up yeah. to the yeah. microphone and hope for the best. But even...
0: Even now, doing a show like that or, or like this on Skype, it, it's just brutal. Like the timing is brutal. Oh, it's rough. Yeah,
1: you can tell that lag between the two people mm. talking. Mm-hmm.
0: But it was. How did you actually record?
1: it? Because I remember, like,
0: sort of trying to look at. Uh, how do you make a podcast?
1: You, at- I think you sent us an email about the equipment that we use. Because our one thing I was a stickler about even back then is that our podcast had to sound good. Yeah. Because. I hated listening to podcasts where it sounded like there was a microphone hanging from the ceiling in a 40 by 40 room. Mm. I mean, it was tough to listen to. And I just wanted to make sure that people who listen to our show, whether they enjoyed the content or not, they're at least going to hear the content and give the content a shot based on its own merits.
0: Each time you say content, I get happier. (laughs) (laughs) It's my my fucking favorite word. It's, It's such a good word. We record- I, I tweeted this thing the other day on my Star Wars account. I'm like, all right, guys, let's get personal. Who likes content? <laughs> Phenomenal response.
1: We, um, we recorded it basically as a stand-up. I purchased a PA system with uh, microphones. It was a PA. And we basically recorded on the PA system with microphones and microphone stands that we would use on stage and we somehow were able through USB to direct it right into the computer. So it sounded pretty good, but it wasn't exactly like there wasn't a place you could go at the time and buy podcasting equipment.
3: No one knew what it was. I mean, and Dan was responsible totally for, I mean, if it had been up to me, it would have sounded like a a microphone hanging from the ceiling in a 40 foot room (laughs) Uh, because I, I just don't, the technical stuff, I don't know, you know, it was
1: it was some of that stuff. Like at the beginning, now it's so easy. You upload your podcast and no, oh yeah, I mean look at his setup. It's, it's you insane. Know. Well, even but since I had a huge amp and a I had a huge amp and even yeah. the even the RSS feed because now most sites you upload it, it all takes care of it. I had to manually go in and manually edit the RSS feed every time we uploaded a new episode Mm -hmm. because I had to study what is RSS how do you do this there weren't podcasting hosting sites at the Mm -hmm. time I just had server space from my comedy website and we threw it up there yeah well now it's all just it's automated you just
0: upload it to like a Dropbox sort of thing and the RSS does because when I would try to find out how to make the RSS and and record I was just be I go, no, nah, this is... I've got to wait for this to catch up. I've got to wait smart. for it to get to my level of... Because I just have no interest in, like, f- like like coding or anything oh, like that. It's sure. like, no, nah, that's not... I'll, I'll just wait for the technology to catch up to my level of uh, competence. Comp- I can't... It's early, you guys. It's very <laughs> early. Or in my... Yeah, it's, it's actually, like... I think it's, like, 8 a.m. in LA. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. right around.
0: But, um... But even since I've been doing it, which now is a while, like I started out, like at the moment, we've just got this tiny little Zoom recorder box. That it's all
1: insane it. looking at that compared to what we used to well, use. I, even I started out
0: with like a mixing desk that was quite big and cumbersome and I had to like drag around the planet and I... I'd have to have it as carry-on and it would like just bang against the side of my hip as I walk through airports, <laughs> just building up a callus, just like <laughs> Neither Sherpa to carry it. Oh, it's it's like the one time where I'm like, fuck you, content. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like to speak that way about content, you know. No, no, you, content is king. I you know how I feel about it. can But let's so let's let's so this dude the duh, right? Okay. <laughs> He was like a school teacher.
1: He is a school teacher. Yes.
0: And he was a, a stand up comedian. Still
1: does stand up. Still does it. Still um, does stand up. And he was
0: writing a book on stand up. He's
1: written a
3: book on stand up that you can find.
0: And in all due respect to the. Duh, he didn't seem like a guy that should have been writing a book about stand-up.
3: Uh, now, now, can you go ahead and verify that I did not tell you to say that? <laughs> no, I definitely just, not. For the record, I just want it to be known. Oh, no, but it's so
1: funny because I remember him talking about the book. Because I'm like, you
3: immediately think I put you, put you up yeah, to it. Bill, and I, and I is,
1: Bill is trying to stir up some old <laughs> well, wars. No, no,
3: no, I'm not. I mean, I gave,
1: I gave Rob a lot of shit for that. I mean, a lot of people did. But. The, the book, it was actually a pretty well-written book as far as... When you're really new to stand-up, there are just certain things you don't know. It wasn't a book so much about, you know, how to be funny on stage. What was, what
0: was the title of the book? He, here's the things I did wrong last
1: week. Basically, that was... <laughs> i not to be a screw-up. That right. was essentially, and I think even the would tell you, that a lot of the book came from mistakes he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and, it, and it's well written. There's sound advice in there and everything else. But you're right, it's more of a... Don't do not do what I did. Don't put don't. your arms behind your head and run around like a mutant <laughs> on stage. And... Cause I, well, that's mentioned in the book. I mean, I, I, he was doing that on stage one night, and the owner was like, he's not doing that fucking arms thing again, is like,
1: <laughs> But, I mean, that's mentioned in the book. Yeah, it's, you know, certain things that how to get work as a host when you're just starting out, how... To be persistent without being annoying as far as getting work. How to deal with bookers, things like that.
3: It's more about the business side.
0: Yeah. Rather oh, you, than you, how to be funny. You're actually selling me on this book now. I think.
1: <laughs> oh, don't buy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Because I, you know, I was just starting comedy. And so every, all your shitty stories, and there were some brutal ones. Oh, there were
1: some terrible road stories. I'd
0: just be listening like going, who cares, man? I'd kill for that story. Like, and then when you are in like some shitty bar with like four people that don't know that there's comedy on. Oh, yeah, now I get it. This is fucked.
1: <laughs> 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 That's kind of the thing about stand up is everybody wants the next level. Even I mean, unless you're at the absolute pinnacle, the person just below the pinnacle is like, why am I not at the pinnacle? Mm. Like the host is like, why am I not the middle? The middle is like, why am I not the closer? The closer is like, why am I not working theaters? The theater is like, why am I not working stadiums? The stadiums are like, why don't I have a sitcom? Why don't I have a-? it's always you want that next thing. And so I know exactly what you're talking about because as we're telling these stories of life on the road and how brutal they were. And Bill was subject for whatever reason of multiple assault attempts on Yeah, the I, I, I anger a I lot mean, of people. I mean, multiple just, times people wanted to me. fight –
3: Bill <laughs> Right I mean I I, and I don't I don't give anybody any I mean I don't Come in and push somebody around like, Hey buddy You're in my spot You know I mean You know I don't do that Bill punched
1: a guy once Do you remember this? Yeah You wanna
3: uh, I,
0: I, I would be so concerned Like That if you punch Like if it's like Oh remember that time you punched someone? Nah Like that It was not such a big thing They all blend
1: together
3: I mean which time Right Yeah that was just Thursday I punched that audience member Yeah, I mean if if the guy hadn't pulled a a Fucking knife on me I never would have hit him I would have told him to piss off And that would have been it
1: But but like That's the thing For whatever reason We had different stories on the road Bill has knives pulled on him Bill a knife pulled on you Well the way it was was, You should have used your superpower
0: And said you're six foot two
3: (laughs) Scared him off He was a short guy So you know (laughs) He's got that short man syndrome. But yeah, I mean, it was the middle of Michigan. I mean, in the middle of nowhere. Was it Kalkaska? Was that where it was? Was Kalkaska? Yeah. yeah. And this guy kept throwing change up on the stage while I was up there. Which, and I, I'm like, what the what the fuck is your problem? This is the
0: best busker I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, I mean, because why would you do that? I mean, what kind of fucking mental patient are you to throw anything on a stage? You know, you don't want to watch. Fine, turn around and don't watch. Yeah. But if you're waiting for me to throw a pie in somebody's face, I mean that's not me, you know. I, I don't, I don't high kick or or do any anything physical. You know, I turn to the left and to the right, and that's uh-huh. about it. I, you know,
0: I love, I love it when you turn to the left. That, right, that's my. <laughs> that's
1: one of your. Yeah, that's one
3: of your best right? moves. Said that. I love that bit when you turn to the left. Yeah. Um. But but afterwards, I am at the bar and and uh, I don't even remember how it went down, but. He started getting in my face, and he and he pulled out a knife. And so, yeah, I, I punched him in the nuts as hard as I could. And then he vomited everywhere. Right? He did. He vomited. That's. I mean. That everywhere. Was, yeah. And then the ambulance came and the cops came. Oh, oh well, there was God. an off-duty sheriff there. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, where were you at during the show? Because <laughs> where yeah, were you? Just now when he had the knife. And, this guy and, was assaulting me with and, currency. And again, imagine
0: oh. if he didn't remember this. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Right. <laughs> And, yeah, they took the guy away. I mean, I'm sure they took him to the hospital first, but then they, I guess they arrested him, and who knows what. And they right? just said, hey, you get out of here. You go. Yeah, yeah I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and, in fact, I remember, it because that night I was driving home, and there was a truck, you know, the, the truck's in Michigan. I mean, these guys are. Gosh, it's post-script. So, there's a deer in the road. I slow down. The truck just keeps going, just keeps going, and the deer explodes. I've never seen it happen before, and part of the body lands on my car. So, I forgot the post And it slides off story. And I'm like I, I, There's nowhere to stop I'm in the middle of the woods So I keep going And then after a while I start smelling It almost smells like A hamburger cooking And I'm like oh, Alright That's not bad <laughs> 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 And then after It just starts to get Really bad And I realize That like his guts Have come up Into the the
1: car And are cooking oh. On the engine block <laughs> These are the stories. These are the stories that Steele was dreaming about. If right. only that could have been me. If only that him. could have been me. That right. could be. A,
0: that could be me and that a kangaroo. Could be- <laughs>
1: I could
3: see someone. Yeah, I could, I could see the kangaroo explode. Yeah. I'd love to cook a kangaroo on my god. But it, it was like it was like the worst night of my life. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. We the talked, hotel was shit. Oh I mean, yeah. It looked like like God had smote the motel at one point because it just the door had obviously been kicked in. or a cigarette burns in the. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to sit here till it's time to do the show and then I'm driving home. I, I'm not going to touch anything. And
0: I fucking kid you not, you're right. I'd be back in Melbourne listening
1: to that story going, fuck yeah. That could be me. <laughs> <laughs> that could be me. One day, one day they'll pull a knife on me. An animal will explode all over my car. Man, if I just keep working at it. <laughs> But yeah, we had those were the stories we used to tell and you know, you talk about the cast of characters. The first email I could find from you was in November of 2005 that you sent the show and how excited you were that Jeremy Essig was on the show mm. and how much you loved Jeremy Essig's stories, how excited you were driving to hear them and um that you're still listening in Australia. And that was just, that was kind of the thing. But we had Jeremy Essig, who had some crazy stories. Was, was that the key bump, dude? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Jeremy. <laughs> I, I,
0: finding out what a key bump was, that was, that was pivotal.
1: Uh, we, had, uh, we had the one guy with the three DUIs, and we had a cliffhanger after one of his DUIs. Oh, yeah, I mean... Berkshire might have been, like, the breakout.
3: Because everybody, I, I mean, who couldn't love, everyone who meets Jeff loves him. Yes. You know, uh, unless you're a, a, a judge. <laughs> that was, I still remember. It, it was Likeable, the, not guilty. Right.
0: <laughs> Everything else, guilty.
3: The, the second DUI, he, he uh, was before the judge. <laughs> and he goes, hey, who do I see about getting my license back? And the judge like, well, that would be me. And I would say,
1: no. <laughs> So we'd have him as a regular guest. We had uh, you actually Silverman. met up with a um, a Bill and Dan show regular, yeah. Long, I mean, like a decade ago,
0: yeah. With um, Riley, she's going to come on the Star Wars show next week.
1: Oh, awesome! Yeah,
0: yeah. And it was so weird because Riley said she was going to be in L.A. and I was there for a trip, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm. Um, I'm gonna listen to the show can like in writing that now if someone like people when they find out like i'm going to be somewhere they'll write oh we want to meet up and i'm like oh okay but to like message one of my guests and go hey man i heard you on steel's show and we're going to be in the same town let's meet up that's pretty fucking weird man but it was pioneering <laughs> times do you know what i mean
2: right it's
0: podcasting as well but we had um <laughs> So we went and had um, dinner, like Thai food, and, and told me all these stories. And then it was thrilling because, like, when I sent the email in and I got a mention, I was like, oh, yeah. i'm in the universe now
1: (laughs) you were you were a frequent you were a frequent contributor of emails and comments and we mentioned you all the time on the show Mm -hmm. as the show evolved and you became a part of it and then riley
0: when i had dinner i was like fuck i hope this gets a mention (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it did yeah and i was just it, it's so weird like now i'm quite used to like the podcast i listen to of my friends i'm used to like like hearing yourself talked about and stuff but man in the early 2000s it was a wild ride
1: it was i mean those were the wild wild west days sure. of podcasting mm-hmm. of social media things you could do one of the things with the dir. That I did back in the day of MySpace is, you could embed HTML in comments of MySpace so, around
0: around a glittery background.
1: Right. So you just have you could just say hey it's hello it's nice to meet you, but then there's embedded HTML that could do whatever to their page.
0: Some so, some sick GeoCities shit.
1: Yes. So I ripped the audio of uh, Principal Seymour Skinner from the uh the Simpsons I'm aware of his work. remember when he did stand up <laughs> i ripped the audio of him <laughs> saying I hope the audience is kind because my material is weak and I have that bladder problem. (laughs) Right. So I ripped that audio, uploaded it to my server space, embedded that, so anytime anyone logged on the Durs MySpace page, (laughs) it would automatically say, I hope the audience is kind because my material is weak and I have that bladder problem. (laughs) Every time. And he was like, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how how I can stop it because it's hidden. Those were the wild wild west times
0: wow so while you guys inspired me to start podcasting you also inspired like anonymous with a lot of their work <laughs> online
3: dan was one of the early trolls
0: <laughs> you're there typing away with your little clown mask on
3: Well, there was a local guy who had uh, a website that we used to troll his guest book mercilessly like, one day I cut and paste the entire book of Genesis and put it up in there. I mean, we were constantly, constantly badgering this guy.
0: Oh, man. The, uh, but that was the funny thing you were telling me before we started. You're like, yeah, I remember your MySpace page. It's like, what the
2: fuck?
3: Yeah, I, I remember you had, you had some of your stand-up there. Then there were different pictures of you, like, with the microphone, like, you know, action poses or whatever. I'm, take it from a show, I'm guessing. But
0: Yeah, no, I never did the um... – the the posed I love the posed microphone photo <laughs> and it's 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 so good like because are you I,
3: using it as a uh, as a fake gun to your head <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a no just one. like
0: the fake on stage photo <laughs> but you know there's, there's something about that if you like do comedy and you just know the angles of rooms. Like, I know there's a guy that had these amazing photos of him, like, you know, pointing and giving shout outs to the crowd. And it's just like, you know, in that room, there's no way someone naturally could have been there taking... Like, he would have been... There would have been in this, like, 300-seat room, a guy standing... In the third row to get that angle.
1: Yeah, you
3: would have thrown change at him if you saw him doing that.
1: (laughs) I'd love to see the guy sees that headshot and is like, if I go to a show, he might point at me like that. I can't miss this. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) Look
0: at him up there having a great time interacting, giving out shout-outs.
3: Well, it's like... um the profile picture for Tom from MySpace, you know, he's like, oh, you got me. Like, he's looking behind. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know somebody had a camera there.
0: Fucking iconic, though. Right. Whenever I see someone, like, user a pic on Facebook or something that's, that's using a riff of that, I'm like, that's a fucking deep cut, man. <laughs> you it's, were there. Those
1: were the old days. Yeah. Those were the old days. And it was, you know, who knew where the podcasting would go? There was a. Well, who knew Adam Curry would invent the whole thing? The podfather. I mean, yeah. Do they still Adam talk Curry. about him in the podcasting world? Because in 2005, he was the most influential person yeah. that there was. I, at MTV VJ. He, he, he coined the term, right? Podcasting.
0: Because yeah. yep. I didn't know about his MTV stuff. Mm. I, he was
1: the sixth VJ. He was like, after they did the original five, they're like, well, they're getting old. We better bring somebody in. <laughs> right. We need somebody to be the new... Um... I can't think of any names. We needed the new uh, Mark Goodman. Mark Goodman, right? We need the new J.J. Jackson. But the need... new Nina Blackwood. The new Adam Hunter, right? Adam Hunter.
3: Right. Wow! It, it's... I think he
1: just named all of them. Well, I did not name the most famous one, Martha Quinn. Right. Right.
0: There's an ironic.
1: I got Dan a book for Christmas one year that the original VJ from MTV oh, had written. It was tremendous. Yeah. I read it in a day and a half. It was great. Oh.
0: A what a book!
1: Yeah, I don't even remember <laughs> what it's called. Yeah, yeah,
3: written by the five original VJs.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, do uh-huh. you remember what it's called?
1: It, it was.
3: I don't know, VJ would or something like that. I mean, I'm sure if you wrote, if you Googled MTV VJ book, you would pop right I up. imagine how
1: many people were upset, hoping it was a golf instructional book by VJ Singh. They're like, "Are you <laughs> kidding <laughs> me?" I'm just impressed. There's a book
0: written by five different people. Hmm.
1: It was a pretty cool book. There were a lot of good stories because that was right in my wheelhouse, the early '80s. So it's like, "Oh, look, they just mentioned the Stray Cats." are <laughs> nice. like, "Fantastic! This is incredible." There's one time, Brian Satcher woke in and he said, like, "Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> Haircut 100. Didn't you mention Haircut 100 earlier? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. The, um, but I remember the, 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 the changeover from Friendster and then to MySpace. That was that was pretty good because you could put videos and stuff. Yes. But then I remember when Facebook was starting up, and I remember just thinking, oh, man, I'm, I don't think I can. I, I, I was can, the same way. I don't think I can start up another. I was of, the exact um, same way, like, too. Like I got I to start from scratch. I don't know. I had a, I don't want to list all the TV shows. That was very important back then was listing all the TV shows. The ones shows. that you liked. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a big decision.
1: It was like yes, it was. In the movies you liked, in mm-hmm. the music you liked because mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh man, they got to know about me." Yeah. What am I going to say?
0: And they had it was weird the tone because on Friendster there's always been the wall where you know, you can post on someone's wall mm-hmm. on their page. On Friendster it was testimonials. <laughs> And that set the tone. Like that set a real positive. Th- I remember getting, oh, you've got a new testimonial, and I'd read it. And I'm like, I, I didn't know they felt this way about me. This is very. <laughs> it was it was nothing but kind. It was people just writing the nicest thing they could think. So this is like you know, it's before, before the internet got going. Yeah, this you is before I mean?
1: people figured out what the internet's for. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: And then on on MySpace, that's when things got.
1: You'd hear about people getting fights because they were not in each other's top eights. Ah, oh, top 8s like, wait eight. a minute, how am I not in your top eight? What the hell's going on? Right. I thought we were tight. And then they
0: expanded it, and you could have like the top 24. Yes. You got me on the third row of your top 24? <laughs> and I think the Dirt fucked. had
3: like all hot chicks as like his top eight or top 24 or something. <laughs> I remember giving him shit about that. Right.
0: Once. Each and every one potential book
3: purchases. <laughs> right. Everybody was friends with Tila Tequila. And
0: there was always, like, the key bump story. Yeah. And
3: you always,
0: you'd have these friends come on. Yeah. And they'd tell these stories. Yeah. And one of the ongoing tropes was you not enjoying these stories.
1: It would make Dan uncomfortable. I think that's one of the reasons why our show worked as well as it did. Because as podcasting evolved and more people got into it, you would have people coming from a same sensibility, We have a general same sensibility. We have a same comedic sensibility, a same point of view, whatever. And me and Bill came at it from a completely opposite point of view. You know, really, really good friends. But Bill was a lot more dark. Sure. Edgy. Yes. Damned. Is that what you're uh, going to say? What's that?
3: Damned. Is that what you're about to say? (laughs) Dan's going to heaven and I'm not, is pretty much what he's saying. Are <laughs> you saying that at all.
0: Are you a microphone in the stand guy?
3: Uh, I was for a long time. But, but now but, you take it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I take it out and just set it behind me and, and and try to move around a bit. Okay. But, you know, sometimes I'll walk to the left and walk to the right, so I, I'm not just turning anymore.
1: No, no, Bill's added some to his repertoire. Right. right.
3: It's You got. Occasionally,
1: evolve. an eyebrow might move slightly up. I mean, you're right. You're yes. You're right. Yes, he's added to the repertoire. Well,
3: it's funny those little mechanics of comedy that you do learn over time, like t- to pause in the right spot and to look from one side to the other as you're doing this setup in the punchline. To point to the guy board.
1: standing in the third row. <laughs> right. Just those kinds of shout things. Shout-outs, yeah. Like, Shout-outs.
0: Yeah, because like, you're, stri- you're striking me as like a comedian that's so like dark and, and still that like if you're watching them on stage and you put your thumb up over their mouth, you couldn't tell they were the person <laughs> actually performing.
3: Just like the Hall of Presidents at Disney, right? Yeah. Just-
1: The audio is completely out of sync with my mouth. Right, that's Bill is always Bill is always um, as a comic. I think his writing has always been just so tight and crisp. So he's always been more of a you know I have really really outstanding writing. I think that's always been more of Bill's forte. Thank you, and and Dan's definitely got a more rounded
3: approach where it's not only good writing but it's also the physics of it you know dan will stretch out a syllable seemingly for no reason but but people will will just start laughing and it's just that kind of physicality and you you know you do some other things on stage uh, you uh, you do some high kicks from time to yeah. time I, I
0: should point out to everyone they've got their computers out and they're reading out their old friends to testimonials <laughs> to each other
3: <laughs> dan used to have a, a flower on his lapel that would squirt people in the front row <laughs>
1: Stop it! Stop it! No, no. But the testimonials have been carried on into LinkedIn now because those are called testimonials now as well, you know, or endorsements. I think it's endorsements. I maybe. haven't. I get, I've. I've. I've,
0: ha- I've got an unusual amount of LinkedIn requests for someone that has never actually
1: been on the website. Because people can just request you. They request you. Add me to your yeah. LinkedIn profile and endorse me. And that, that's the thing about LinkedIn. People endorse you for skills that they have absolutely no idea <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: that you're good at. Because, you know, they'll like, here's a skill. Oh, Steele, he's probably great at home remodeling. And I have no way of knowing that, but I'll endorse you for that. And then you'll come endorse me for, I don't know, auto detailing. I don't know. And so now I look at everyone's Bill endorsement. Bill Arendelle, boy, can he cook a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do auto detailing. If you mean vacuuming out your car, yeah, I do that. So and now I look at everyone's endorsement. I'm like, well, I know these people who have endorsed me who have no idea. So I look at every endorsement with... You know, A little bit of a pause Skepticism, right Skepticism, that's exactly what I'm looking for Right
0: That's good to know That's good to know So what, like um, like You sort of, you know Pumping them out And then they sort of stopped for a bit And then they came back for a little bit And that was it
1: That was it What was the end? It kind of is, died it's, off Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, It's
0: sort of hard Like it is hard to Like keep going Content Over the years Content Sometimes it is the hard. content Well it, then also Like you know, life Life You know, in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. But sometimes with content, life gets in the way.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: There's some knowledge for you. I think
1: think that's, you know, that is some of it. And we had, you know, when we came back, there was a, because we kind of stopped in about 2008 and we came back again around 2011 and we we got some acclaim. There was uh, an article on, I think it was heavy.com about the 12 must listen comedy podcasts.
3: And we were up there with, like, WTF and and Jimmy Pardo's podcast. The Really, the big
1: name. Kevin Smith. Right. Um, um, Ricky Gervais. Right. And then it's, you know, the Bill and Dan show. So that was kind of, you know, we didn't find that. People found that and made us aware of it. Yeah. And it that was cool to know that we were missed, and it was cool to be back. But, you, like you said, life gets in the way, and it's hard to play. It's, it's, it's harder. I mean— when it's a two person show and you try to get your schedules together mm-hmm. and and we're getting acclaim but we never monetized it anyhow right so it was like where was where was the you know the priority in our lives of what to do but i'll tell you the one thing that i find that has made me happy about our original idea was the original idea of doing the podcast, aside from having those late-night talks that we'd have on the phone, was to make ourselves bigger draws in comedy clubs, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, oh, we know you from the podcast, so we're going to go see you at the comedy club when you're in our town. Well, that never worked out for us, but I'm glad it's worked out for a lot of other people (laughs) so that... (laughs) So that our idea was on the money, we just didn't see it through. Had we been shrewd enough? Yes, yes. You know, uh, we were just we paved the way for others to be far more successful.
3: Yeah. We never thought to put a donation button or no, a subscription fee no. or anything like that. Patreon, things like Patreon. Well, yeah, now. I mean, I, I was on your Patreon page and saw that. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's yeah. tremendous Actually, when you're so, giving away more content for people who are paying. Yes, it's, it's a great idea. So it's
0: like you guys were the guys that said, "Oh, let's." Let's invent a car that doesn't need petrol.
1: Tucker, the man in his dream—that's who it, we were. It took
0: Tesla to really perfect the idea.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: you yes. The concept.
0: The yes. Concept. That's right. exactly.
3: We're not the SNL of podcasting, but we're the, the old Milton Berle show, the Colgate <laughs> Comedy Hour, or, or whatever—that was us.
0: We were vaudeville. So, so what, what? What's your, like your podcast highlight? What was your? What was? When did you hit peak podcast? When were you riding high?
1: Well, I think when things were starting. And we were always high in those early rankings like on Podcast Alley and what have you. Mm-hmm. And CBS, which is one of the huge networks here in, in um, America, did a story on podcasting. This new phenomenon, podcasting, in the spring of 2005. And they're showing on, on the television like they got a camera on a computer screen. And they're scrolling through like the biggest podcasts in ours Was one of them? Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking we're on to something here, and we were getting emails from all over the world. We were
3: getting what was the thing where you could you could see like they had little pins that were dropped around the world. Yes, I mean there were yeah people in uh Czechoslovakia and you know
1: all over and getting to me. I think the coolest part of it is when you talk about creating that universe is we had listeners who were a part of the universe and the listeners would write in and the listeners would go after each other online. And we had, they would, they'd be like, you said this, you know? Right. And, and and when we'd go to a club, <laughs> even though it never Oh, was, our listeners are fighting online. Yes. I'm so was, proud. Was, and there was, you know, you had the catchphrases that would come from it nowadays a good podcast, you get a catchphrase. You've got a T-shirt up in two days, mm-hmm. and you're capitalizing on it. Back then, it was just like, okay, everyone's using our catchphrase now. But I really
3: think though, like if we had booked a show like at the Kosovo Phony Bone, in, you know, I'm, I'm sure we would have got a big draw because
1: we had a lot of little pin drops there. We did. But when we'd go to a, for me, the biggest part of it, you know, was going to clubs, and it was never. We were never, like, selling out clubs with the show, but a few people would come and say, we mm-hmm. listened to the Bill and Dan show, and that was really cool. Unfortunately, as you know, right. you need more than a few to sell out a room.
0: Yeah, it, it's always that thing. It's just like you, sometimes you meet people that love, like, what you do so much. It's like, why isn't there more of you? Surely there's people with your exact taste. like. <laughs> Hopefully. I just need a few hundred thousand of you, please.
3: I know what was great was getting emails from people like you. I mean, here's this guy on the other side of the planet. Yes. Who knows who the dir is. Yeah. It- <laughs> I mean, could you ever imagine that?
1: I'm going to say, too, I kind of felt like watching your rise in your success in podcasting and comedy... I kind of felt like a proud dad a little bit. <laughs> right. I kind of felt like a proud dad. I'm like, look, Steele's accomplishing what we never could. Yeah, so that's how you succeed, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm the band that Nirvana listens to. <laughs> yes,
1: that's the... <laughs> It was just, it was a great time. It was a fun time. I look back on all of it. I look back on his episodes and I still have all of the episodes. And I'll listen to them from time to time because... We had a cool format where Bill was the great one-liner guy. I was more the show driver guy. Yeah, yeah, you're a great interviewer. I was able to draw some stuff out for people at interviews that they probably didn't want to talk about. And then Bill would hammer them mercilessly. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, right. It was, it was, and we look back on some of those things and I'm like, I can't believe people came on our show and told some of the stories they told. Oh, Sure. And, um. Ah, so
0: this is what I'm interested about. Cause you're saying you had like a lot of like open mics on and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. it, like when I'm listening to it, I got no gauge of who's yeah. how good any. Cause it all seems amazing to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The world
1: it was, of comedy. was never
3: like, uh, here's the guy who's performing at the funny bonus week. It was like, here's the guy you can see at the Pizza Hut down on <laughs> third and long. Yeah.
0: Cause it's funny, like, the, like, I remember the, the first show I did and the people that were there and just being. So impressed that I met them. And then like, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. The worst person to speak to in the world.
1: That is exactly what being new in comedy is like. Because it is such a new world. It's such an exciting world. And then you have those people. And I'm sure they're everywhere because they were certainly in our scene here. The people who would glom on to the brand new people and then suck them dry. It's like, oh, you want to learn about comedy? Well, let me stay on your couch for three weeks, and I'll tell you all <laughs> right. about comedy. And right. they're like, oh, man, I just saw this guy get laughs. You can stay on my couch and have some money. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, well, then you're going to learn a lot, kid. I mean, that's kind of how it was. Well, and it's such an exciting world. So when you get into the world, you realize how some of it's not exciting at all. Right. Yeah,
0: The um, I had this theory that, like, because... When I was starting and I, I'd travel a lot for work so I get I sort of had a head start that I'd you know get to go to Sydney or Perth yes and sort of you know do their shows and and meet people like before you would naturally if you were sort of good enough to actually go there to do comedy right sort of thing and I worked out this theory that in all these little open mic scenes it's just the same sitcom and it's just different actors playing <laughs> the parts. <laughs> Because there's always like, it's just the same fucking characters, but they're just played by different people.
1: There's, there's the old bitter person. There's the person that everyone in the back of the room loves and wonders why they never get more work. The there's, sad sack. There's the sad sack. There's the, there's the person the, the, who's really good, but has absolutely no ambition to do anything with it. The, the Bill Hicks fan that the only thing he likes right. about him is the yelling. Uh, we had when guy we... tries to be edgy. We had, you know, because when we were, and we talked a lot about it on the show, we were in the tail end of people wanting to be Bill Hicks and the start of everyone wanting to be Dane Cook. So every single new comic who would come on the stage would do a Dane Cook impression. Right, gelled every- up hair and ripped up jeans and like there was a pod
3: dispersal station that just spits these guys out. <laughs> Well, I when I
0: had um, dinner with Riley, I just found out about Dane Cook. Right? Yes, and I was like, "Oh, this is you know this guy's, you know he's not like your daddy's comic." Do you know what I mean? He's like doing everything he could possibly. Like he's not, hasn't just got jokes; he's got like aerobics routines and shit. <laughs> like he, he's like gone all out. So, like go, when you were starting, it was like, well, he's taken more effort. He's, he's, he's like, not just taking the voice dimension. He's, like, you know, like, taking Olivia Newton-John's advice and gotten physical. <laughs> so, and we love Olivia down in Australia, you know. We love her in America, too. All right, well, I don't want to have a contest about it, but... Uh...
1: <laughs> she was... I was, for whatever reason, looking up her discography on Wikipedia. I'm not even sure why. Hit after hit after hit after hit... Country, pop, AC, physical was I think the number one song in America for like 10, 11, 9 weeks in a row, whatever it was. Her and, this is a, this is a p- bit of trivia. It may have changed since then, but at one time, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta were the only recording act who released more than one single with all of their singles going to number one on the U.S. pop charts. We love her too. I Live for the day. I envy you to have the type of
0: free time <laughs> that it takes to look up Olivia Newton-John's discography. That is... No wonder you're so fucking relaxed, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is tremendous. Hey, you know, I mean, hey, what what can I say? I love Xanadu. Just that's who I am. That was the first movie I ever saw in the cinema. Are you kidding? Really, was Xanadu? With Kelly? I was... Gene Kelly?
3: Yeah, Gene Kelly was in uh-huh. Xanadu. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't, I, he was I, like the... I don't know. Like, God, I don't remember the nightclub act or whatever. but He owns Xanadu, I
1: think. I haven't seen that movie in 40 years, yeah, I mean, maybe. Forever. Yeah.
0: In some ways, we all own Xanadu. Right.
3: <laughs> Our hearts. I was just getting ready to bring up Corvette Summer, but go ahead. The
0: um, <laughs> My brother, it was his birthday, and I was like super, super young, right? And so we drove up to Frankston to see this movie, and I didn't understand what going to the movie was I didn't understand, I didn't get the concept. Mm. And I thought it was a bit of a rip off that <laughs> she was projected on the screen and she wasn't there in person. Like I thought I was going to a concert and she was like like it was rad, she was roller skating, but I thought she was gonna be there. In person roller skating.
3: It's <laughs>
1: just a big T V, what the hell? <laughs>
3: Wasn't one of the Gib brothers in that too? I believe there was Andy Gibb. I believe
1: he? there was Gib brother participation in Zanzibar. We San have Gib. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but not uh, the guy who played Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds. No, the guy
1: from Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. His name was Gib. Donald Gib. Donald Gibb, Donald Gibb that's Yeah, it. He, Yeah, it was not Donald the boss. BG? He, he was the DG. B- did did Ogre get? Any other work? He was just in, in America, a long series of credit card commercials for Capital, where he, One. For Capital One, where he played a Viking. and Definitely outside his wheelhouse. <laughs> he was stretching his acting chops. I,
0: ha- I have to say, I, just, I don't want to fan out, but asking you guys about the career of Ogre. <laughs> it's fucking up there in the career <laughs> highlights.
1: <laughs> this is it, Matt. He, I'm <laughs> living. He uh he currently runs a, a brewery in Chicago. And it's not far
3: from where Booger has one, too. Booger has, a, Booger has a he brewery, does, yeah. too? Yeah, and it's not far from where Ogres is, yeah. No but, kidding. To God.
1: That would be the best pub crawl
3: be, ever. Be the great pub, best pub crawl ever, yeah. Dude, I hope they've
0: got, like, a long-standing rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd go to, the, like, the beer battle each year, and there's a series Lamar, of challenges.
3: I think Lamar has a gyro stand, like, outside of... <laughs>
1: We tried Because that was one of the things That first brought us acclaim On our podcast Was our Star Wars episodes Where we took episodes And we just talked about Specifically Star Wars It was taking a break Was that first Or was it Wrath of Khan? Star Wars was first And I think we did Wrath of Khan later And we took a break From our normal format Of talking about comedy And pop culture And whatever And said We're just going to talk about Star Wars And we went through you know, uh, I, I get where you fucking coming from,
0: man. It's just like not only did I invent podcasting, I invented <laughs> jokes about Star Wars on podcasts. You no, owe me so much, what I'm getting, Australian what boy. What I'm
1: getting at? What I'm getting at? <laughs> what I'm i getting, know what you fucking getting at, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm getting yeah, at? Who's is a lawyer. We try. Yeah, seriously, they're cease and desist. Uh, <laughs> we tried to do a similar thing with Revenge of the Nerds, and we recorded a long episode about Revenge of the Nerds, and then we b- went back and listened to it, and it's like, we're just telling the jokes that happened <laughs> right, you, in Revenge of the Nerds. You can't really parody comedy. <laughs> no. yeah. And then, do you remember when Booger did that? Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. funny. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there was really nothing we could do, so we had to scrap that entire episode. But then we did Wrath of Khan. And we did we, Wrath of it was Khan, was really good. One of my good.
0: favorites. Yeah. The, uh, they, they were yeah. very good. I have to dig those ones
1: up. Bill's rants on porkins were just well, some on, of the on most wookies remember because
3: wookie <laughs> wookie dingleberries became <laughs> people a thing for a while People
1: would send us pictures of wookies of Chewbacca, after going to the bathroom and not being very hygienic that's what they would send to Bill right yeah yeah, I remember getting a picture of like a, a big litter box in the bottom of the Millennium
3: Falcon. <laughs>
0: The real reason they don't do the podcast anymore. That's what they were smuggling.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, wookie litter.
0: But yeah, what I was saying was, so Riley, when I mentioned the Dane Cook thing, and I said, oh, "I'm going to go up to the Laugh Factory because I think Dane Cook's going to be on." Yeah, like the look that years later, I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, good luck with that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan Cook was so. Um, Captivating mm-hmm. when, when he first came out and before you know you you know,
1: whatever all the so
3: he used to wear a Darth Vader mask, right? And then, yeah, it, and then yeah, you took yeah, it off yeah. and you realize it <laughs> it wasn't Ted McGinley, it was Dane Cook.
1: Dane <laughs> <laughs> Cook had a um he was really, really big, and as we talked earlier about um MySpace, he was really the first person, I believe, that showed that you could become huge with social media, because at the time, he had millions of MySpace friends, and everyone would comment on Dane Cook, but Dane Cook and his millions of MySpace friends, and he was not an overnight sensation by any means. He'd been on TV for a while. He was a a regular on a sitcom, but it was like when he really broke as a stand-up and was the first stand-up to really break at that level in a long time, they'd always talk about his MySpace friends, so that's when... Every comedian was like comedy, comedy page. I've done three open mics. I'm comedian Larry. Right, right. You know, oh.
0: and so everyone would be comedian did, whatever. Did you, did you ever have that on your thing? Comedian Dan Swartout.
1: We'd always introduce ourselves as comedian Dan Swartout and comedian Bill Arendale on the right, Bill but, and Dan Show. But it was show. never
3: like our Facebook thing. Like I mean, no, no,
1: that's different. To say like
0: I like at the start of the Star Wars po- podcast, I preface I'm comedian Steel Saunders as a warning to people that this might not be the serious podcast talking about star wars that they you, were looking for yeah cuz the original name of the star wars podcast was this is not the podcast you are looking for <laughs> because i figured that hardcore star wars fans wouldn't like it that much cuz it's not that like it's a bit tongue in cheek yeah. were you
3: forced to change it
0: no okay. i just like after about 4 weeks of saying the name to people and then explaining the reference i was like kill me i got to hmm. i got to change the name Oop. so
1: how, that's I got that well I mean I'm a Star Wars fan but I got the reference I got it right away I mean no,
0: I, yeah oh. yeah I know but like after like so when people would ask you watch a podcast called Bill and Dan Show mm-hmm. it, it takes like three seconds this is not the podcast you're looking for and then sometimes you get a little and I was just like I oh, yeah, I can't go through
3: it's too many words, right?
1: Yeah, and, and then just having to explain To explain it. the reference. Well you remember when they're in Moss Isley yeah. and you come on, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And I also like I like that a lot of podcasts, like Star Wars ones, sometimes like when you listen to their little like promo blurbs, it's like this is the podcast you're looking for and I was like yeah well if you like that one you're gonna fucking hate this man so uh, just fair warning fair warning
1: as they're pointing at the guy standing in the third row on the Star Destroyer this is the podcast you're looking for am I right? am I right Admiral Nita? well that's I remember
3: because I remember our outro we did the thing where yes. he goes uh, you know this station is now the ultimate power in the universe and you substituted podcasts. podcast yeah we take out yeah. we take out power oh,
1: this, and i'd say oh my god that's just so it's what would be like this, this. Day, so be like, no this podcast that's exactly right i'd say it in a high oh, whiny voice that's just
0: about that memories just bounce
1: back into yeah, my head because every that's how it would end with that that garage band theme right. and then it'd be like we we ripped the audio this uh this Podcast is yeah. now the ultimate power in right. the
0: universe. Well, you know that guy. I think he's passed now, but he was really bitter about how many radio stations use that clip. Oh, no kidding! And he didn't get any money out of it. Oh, we didn't give
3: him. Well, the guy,
1: uh which clip? What do you? What do you mean? The guy who said this? Uh, this battle station Not is really. now the ultimate power in yeah, the like universe. Yeah, like he's in
0: the movie. Like he signed up. And, do you know what I mean? He's just got, like, a bit part. He says one line, right. but he was sort of bitter that all these radio stations around
3: the world <laughs> use anybody Anybody, the guy from Star Wars, you're ripping off our bed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I, he did, but he'd go to signing, like, he'd go to the conventions and sign stuff,
3: so he was getting a bit of, you know, he was getting some scratch. Well, people would, like, try to choke him and shit, you know? <laughs> they do
0: that thing. And I remember these guys I knew tried to ask him at a convention to, like, can you say it?
3: Like, can you record this for me? (laughs) And he goes, Fuck you, pay me.
0: Yeah, he was like, Oh, good, sir. Do you think that, you know, after years of being ripped off for this and getting no compensation, that I'm going to do it for you? Good day.
1: Like, (laughs) at
0: least he did it very gentlemanly,
3: (laughs) like a true English gentleman. Those Imperials. Good
0: day. They're nothing but polite.
3: I said, good day to you. <laughs> Can I buy you some tea? <laughs> hey, hey, give me 20 bucks and I'll say it.
0: <laughs> but did you ever have, so you never had like the comedian? Because that was all, I, I never wanted to like ever refer to myself. Like I, I was a stand up comic for at least half a decade before I'd actually say, I'd say, oh yeah, and I do comedy. I'd never say, I'm a comedian, because that was like such a prestigious. Like, for me, it was like such a. It's not something you say about yourself or something, like a really weird deal. But when you then when you get guys that, you know, they've done like one, like, you know, three spots or something, and it's like, hey, I've got my fan page set up right now. Uh-huh.
3: See, that, that's what I like is that you're someone who did it for. I mean, you had respect for what it was to be a comedian. I, I know that there are. Lots of newer comics who, uh, rather than get 30 solid minutes together, like, I'm going to start putting out merchandise right away. Here's a CD of 12 different open mics I cobbled together. <laughs> uh, here's a T-shirt, uh, you know, and you, know, you can catch me at the Waffle House. I'm doing eight minutes. Uh, not new. It's not new eight minutes, but it's all my best eight minutes. You know, like well, like guys who, you know who I'm talking oh, about. I know what you're talking about. Oh,
0: oh, oh, like, here's my summer tour, and it's just...
3: Yeah, Eight open mic. Open mic. Right. Open Here, here's, mic. Here's, yeah. Yeah. Here to the be Alley announced.
1: Be right. right. Hoping to find one. <laughs> right. To be announced. Yeah. Dayton, Ohio. Hoping to find a gig, but I'll be there that day. Just look at all the gigs that could happen. I might be at one. <laughs> Milwaukee, if I get picked out of the lottery before the
0: show. <laughs> right. No, you now you've got a good feeling about this one.
1: Everybody everybody did that though with their MySpace pages. Like Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it wasn't it was like, Oh man, that's how you get big. Not keeping in mind that, you know, Dane Cook had been on TV, had done multiple Letterman shots before he blew up was a regular on a sitcom. Had a, I believe I already had a half hour comedy central special mm-hmm. from years before then. But they saw because they equated they always talked about the MySpace friends, if I just get out there on MySpace and call myself comedian, I'm going to be the next Dane Cook. Right, but it's the same thing now. Yes. It's like
0: ah, oh, Mark Marin podcast. All yeah. righty. It's time to get it going. Like that that that's now the People think that if you record a podcast and you just put it up there... You put it out there.
1: Is this going to like... There's, It's so hard now with so many podcasts. It was hard when there were four podcasts and we were one of them. Well,
0: right. you, you, you had the other issue that no one knew the medium existed.
1: Yeah, that was a problem. Right. And now too
0: many people know. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: We and- missed that sweet spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> We missed the sweet spot where it could have worked out for us.
3: I think with podcasting, it's the same as with comedy, is that people don't realize what kind of work goes into it. Uh, And that's why you'll see a lot of celebrities who no longer have any work, I guess, will resort to comedy. People like Steve-O, although he's actually got jokes now, so he's actually put some work into it. But I don't know how many times I saw that, oh, Stifler's mom's going to come to the Funny Bone for, for a night. And it's like, but she has no jokes. You know, but she's got nothing going on until two broke girls started. But just like celebrities were doing things like that. Pe- but people who weren't working anymore, like, I'll just be a comic.
0: I, I can see the poster, special engagement one night with Stifler's mom.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, they might as well. I mean, you know. Welcome to the stage, Stifler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah, you I signed uh, Stifler's
0: mom, please. Well, even
3: Screech. I mean, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's another example. Uh, but people, sometimes people just want to see somebody famous So they'll go out And then they'll think Well that's what standard comedy is I don't want to go back Because that sucked mm. And I paid 25 bucks for it on top of that
0: We should do a that up Yeah Yeah one, sure. one of the things that I don't know Some people enjoy it Some people don't The trope of the podcast is how long it takes us to get to a letter. (laughs) And like people get very excited. They'll tweet out, goes, oh, this is such a good episode. It was an hour and five minutes before a letter,
1: man. And then other people are just like, fuck, I've got to listen to this one then. I just loved when you started this podcast, I just loved the name. It was so intriguing. (laughs) I didn't know what the hell it meant. And I'm like, I got to (laughs) listen. I've gotten down the
0: explanation of it to Americans. Like I've... Like, I've, over the years, learned how to just sharpen it down. It's just like... If you we said, review, I love
3: penthouse letters, then everybody would know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, that's a different podcast right. altogether. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's just like, we review letters to the TV guide. And people go, oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, as as long as they're at least 25 years old. Right. Because, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen a TV guide in a decade. Is that still a thing? Uh Maybe. But I know TV Guide because I know Yeah. I know the, the, all the, what is it, the three R's? Reading TV Guide, writing TV Guide, <laughs> renewing TV Guide. Right. <laughs> well, if they
0: don't know what TV Guide is, well, then I don't want anything to do with them anyway because they don't get the reference from Seinfeld. <laughs> no. And it's like, what? You haven't memorized every plot from every 180 oh, episodes so of Seinfeld? You're dead to me, dude. You're done. <laughs>
1: There were some great TV Guide references on The Simpsons, too. Yeah. I just loved it.
0: So good. But, uh, yeah, so people enjoy it when we... Uh, Actually get to a letter? No, when we don't, which is not a good sign. <laughs> people don't like it when we get to the point of the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I had, to, I had to hold off on the letters just for my self-indulgence. This is my self-indulgent episode of just reminiscing. We are. We're going time. back.
3: So these letters like on current programming or is it something like, you know, I saw a rerun of Becker the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Not many
0: Becker references. <laughs> Becker. Danson's waiting for his chance to come on <laughs> though. Danson,
3: yeah.
1: Becker. All the shows you could pull out, it's- Becker. So grumpy. He was always See? so grumpy.
0: Like Nut Becca.
1: Somebody's just all fired up about season 4 of Mama's Family. <laughs> fires off a
0: letter. What was the cons- What was the conceit in Becker? He was a doctor and he hung out
3: in a cafe? Was that yeah? Really? And I he never, I never he didn't really like people. It, but, but it was always a it was always a buzzword for us because When Norm MacDonald would do Larry King on SNL, he would just stop what he was saying and turn to the camera and be like, there's no better TV show right now than Becker. (laughs) I need to go back to saying whatever he was saying. It was those little asides. Becker. All I know is that Dax left Deep Space Nine to be on Becker. And that's all I know about the show. Oh, Dax, yeah. She was yeah.
0: she was a smoking hot nineties uh, babe, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I do believe Becker was you're right, did not like people. I think yeah. that was kind oh my of Oh god, a- sorry. I think Dax
0: might have been my first alien crush.
1: Oh really? Yeah, def well,
3: yeah, because if she's hardly alien, I mean you had a couple of spots on her and that was about it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. So you're saying I'm
0: not being inclusive enough. I should have a thing for Hammerhead from the cantina.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just love, too, as you bring that up, they never gave Hammerhead a name in the movie, right? But we just know it from the Kenner toys. That's Hammerhead, that's Walrus Man, that's all these guys, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because all the Kenner toys were just like, um, like racial insults. Like, like Hammerhead, Walrus Man, Greedo.
1: Greedo. I I, I was excited because I had both a Greedo and a Greeno toy as a kid. Who was the guy who sold Death Sticks? Well,
3: didn't he have like a, a fucked up name like that? Oh, his name was... druggy McGee or something. I don't yeah. know what his... Oh, but I know I've met. He's been on the podcast.
0: Has he really? No, <laughs> no
3: I'm Was like like sle- like yeah, sleaze, or Yeah,
0: Sleezo something. It was Sorry. it was very literal. Sleaze
3: face or something. Sleezo McScumbag. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds like a George Lucas name right there.
0: <laughs> Badman drug cell. Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he was mouse in the Matrix. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was like um. There was a, a soap in Australia called Home and Away, and he was Damien. Damo. He was hmm. for years. He was Damo. So he's done all these big roles, but in Australia, he's Damo. You can't get rid of that Demo tag. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny that like you bring up this weird he's your character, right? Nah, yeah. it's so it's it's so such a weird thing for this is where my life has gone to where you bring up this weird drug dealer in like Star Wars Attack of the Clones. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know him. He's been on the podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> These are the circles I run in. <laughs> We're going out for an espresso next right. week. <laughs> Having a latte with More the drug junk, dealer yeah. from Attack of the Clones. We've had some late nights, if
0: you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So let's do a, let's do a, uh, let's do a letter before uh, we close up. So, um, I'm not sure if you guys know, people write letters into the, to the green guide. Mm-hmm. I read them out in a high-pitched voice mm-hmm. and then we review them. Okay. Okay. So, this one is titled Fake News. A very topical title. I should point out for the new guests, the writers do not write the title. That is a little bit of fun the sub-editor gets to have when he chooses. And, and quite often, it's a little hint at what is to come. Okay. All right? Quite often a pun. This one's more of a topical reference. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys have heard the term fake news. No, not at all. Okay. It seems... Um, it must be just an Australian thing. <laughs> 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 all right. First, Davina reported that the asteroid passed within 1.8, not 1.8 million, kilometers from Earth. Then on Sunday, Alicia... ...informed us that the adorable puppies in her video were four years old. And the next night, Justine forecast early morning frog patches. Channel 9's teleprompters need a bigger font. And that's from Brad
3: Fannery, Clifton Hill. You know, I want to say that that voice is identical to the one from Monty Python and the Holy Grail... (laughs) When they're, they're shoveling shit into a thing And she's like You know the, the, the guy who's playing Like the old woman You know It's like Old woman y- Yes man. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, That's exactly what that sounded like
0: One of my Most chilling memories From ever doing the podcast Was when I first had to do that voice In front of Mark Maron <laughs> And to watch and him laughs. Pretty much like Make a noose In his world famous garage <laughs> To hang himself <laughs> if he had to endure hearing that ever again. He didn't get the fun of it. He did not get the fun of it. But uh, it was a learning experience. So what's going on here is we've got Brad from Clifton Hill whose life seems to be spotting faults in what... I, I don't know. Like this is, How do you watch it at one channel and realize three different things? So his problem is that the asteroid passed within 1.8 kilometers when it should have been 1.8 million. Right. Which...
1: The teleprompter had some typos. But the thing is,
0: Brad, we just had a near miss. The whole planet could have exploded. And you're fucking worrying about a teleprompter? <laughs> like, be happy that the asteroid didn't hit us. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That That deep impact, that could be a documentary. Like that. Be so
1: happy that the font's not wingdings. Just be happy about that. That's <laughs> what you should be happy about.
0: And uh, the ad- adorable puppies were four years old instead of four days old, weeks old. I don't know. But the problem here is... They were just
1: late bloomers. That's all, those puppies.
0: <laughs> they kept their youth. They yeah. shave every day. <laughs> but this, uh, this is the thing I love about these letters, you guys, is that people write them in... But it exposes not problems with television, but problems in their heart. Because, <laughs> like, as I pointed out with you, if you've got the sort of free time that it takes to look up fucking the track, you know, the, 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 the releases. Olivia Newton John's discography. That's a lot of free time. But if you've got free time to scour a network for flips of phrase that someone said frog instead of fog, that's, that's deeper. That's a deep cut. Did you guys maybe... Did you ever get like weird complaints about your podcast? You were just like, what the fuck, man? I'm just in a basement with my friend.
1: They... um, From time to time, you would see... I mean, it's the internet. So from time to time, you'd see reviews. People who would post, you know, this show's not funny. Who are these guys? This show's not great. I'm (laughs) sure...
0: Who are these guys? Who do these guys
1: think they are? No, no, no. they are no like, It was like
0: the podcast was so like such an early, such a pioneer that you were putting it out before Google existed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so people just had to write in, "Tell us who you are."
2: <laughs>
0: you know,
1: you know, you'd be like, "These guys aren't funny. This show's not great." Mm-hmm. I, I remember one in particular said, "I'm sure Bill and Dan are really nice guys, but their show's not good at all." Right. <laughs> like, well, thanks. I think we are we're wonderfully swell people. But you know, we'd get to, you know, you'd get anything on the internet when you throw anything out there in any kind of creative endeavor, especially in the world of the internet, you're going to get you're going to get some negative feedback and it was kind of cool cuz I felt like the first time we got negative feedback where somebody took the time on their own creation to trash us. It's like we made it. We're here. It's a thing. People are taking the time to, to, to say that we're not good. So Yeah, you I mean, you hate something, you bash it. I, I get that. But
3: to take the time to write a letter, I mean, those people should all be put on some kind of watch list because, I mean— th- They've got more time, you know, than than Dan looking up Olivia Newton
1: John. I mean, hey, why does this all of a sudden like become just being interested in the discography of Olivia Newton John? It's like all of a sudden you're a reprobate, (laughs) you are a ne'er do well if you're just looking up her discography. I know because when you said it, I was just, I was honestly jealous. I was like, fuck, that's
0: imagine having the time. (laughs) It's a a sunny
1: about it on on top of that would be a a concern. It's a
0: sunny sunny afternoon and you're just kicking back and it's like. (laughs) She,
1: you know, I mean, I was looking at uh, physical. I was looking at the charts, how good physical did, and I'm like, what else did she do? And I just, I needed to know. Wow. All
0: right, what about this one, you guys? It is called Stuck on Repeat, and again, much like how, uh, what was that guy's name? Curtis. Yeah, he didn't like was it was it Chris? No, Brad. Much like Brad. Didn't seem to take in, you know, the gravity of not getting hit by an asteroid. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? This guy maybe is maybe missing the point of what he should be watching. This one's called Stuck on Repeat. Why is it that whenever North Korea launches a new missile test, all the news services, including the ABC show, vision of king john un and his officers cheering the launch of multiple missiles in a test which occurred
1: many months ago and that's from reg murray glen iris so basically the letter is complaining that they're using stock footage we
0: need up-to-date footage of the apocalypse occurring do you know what i mean it's like i've only got Several days to live. The doomsday clock is almost ticked over. (laughs) I want to see new footage of the man that's going to incinerate my friends and family.
3: What do you? What do you? I mean, but any stock footage could could be happening today. I mean, the guy's got a prey going on all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like their number one who, export. It's just who, stock footage of them marching around in the
1: street. Who, where would you get the footage, though? It's not like, let's sand, go to the man on the street in Pong Yang. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't, I mean, we can't really have a news outlet on the. E- it's it's not
0: like they're sending out a press release. I don't even think, I think Here's it's Pong Yang. Here's dro- he, the Dropbox for the new footage. And But imagine when they do get it and Reg is there, just like, oh, have you seen that? That that hot new King King John footage. I mean, it's he's great. The he's looking good. The
1: last time. It, it, what it should be, it should be that old. You remember, like one of the oldest movies ever, where the rocket goes up into the man in the moon's eye. You know that one? <laughs> <laughs> from like 1920. That's what
3: they should say. The newest launch. Your stock footage should all be um, Slim Whitman writing down on that rocket from Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Oh, I got to see him ride that rocket one more time. Oh, my God. Didn't that, um... Didn't that movie... Slim with-
1: Pickens, that's it. Yes. Slim Whitman. <laughs> Whitman. What the fuck <laughs> am I talking First about? First you were talking, because I remember Slim Whitman was a country and Western artist. <laughs> well, there's they- only two Slims. <laughs> I figured well, I'd pick my Well, there's Slim
3: Goodbody. Slim, well, yeah. Three. So there's three. The big three. <laughs> so, yeah, the big three. The Mount Pickens. Rushmore of Slims. All <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the... Um, We, we you painted a good picture, but it wasn't that um, that the movie where the rocket went into the moon. Wasn't that the movie that made heaps of people think that the moon was made of cheese? Something
3: it, like
1: that, yeah. Yeah,
3: this, this is like from, what, 1921 or something? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Was it even a, t- a talkie? I don't believe it was a talkie. Right. <laughs> was, we're going to the talkies. It's all, it's all organ music. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. It would have
1: been great if Steele would have said that his first disappointment going to the movies was a disappointment going to the talkies. <laughs> My dad was taking <laughs> me to the talkies. <laughs> 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 I'm like... It didn't even have a live pianist. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the orchestra on this one?
0: I, I I dived out of the way of the train and it didn't keep coming.
1: Yeah, that's, the old, that's the old story about you know, people would go to the movie theater and the train would come on you know, and they'd get out of the way. Right. That's-
0: Fuck. How, like, we're so, you know, there's media for, de- you know, it's like, Endless. You never can get through it, and 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 unless it, you're you and uh, you've got all that free time. <laughs> got some time. <laughs> but imagine being so devoid of media and being so naive that the, the train coming at you—that's one thing. But actually looking up to the moon and going, "That's a fucking shit ton of cheese up there, man." <laughs> <laughs> if only we could find a way to harness that no. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. These, uh- but, but then going through with it because you knew how cheese was made. Presumably, that right. it's like you know curdled milk or whatever. However, it's done. I'm not here to educate people, obviously, but wouldn't you like go? How weird is it that this process to make cheese, like there's two ways to get cheese. You can either go to the cow and milk it and then curdle, the, what do over
3: that? Or fly there.
0: Or, <laughs> or travel into fucking space. <laughs> like, how is the same substance? Like, is there a giant space cow that's like dropping these cheese bombs? Like but a big Wookiee dingleberry. <laughs> but I'm just envious of that...
3: Naivete? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: to actually think that that is rad. Like, Like, even like now, I guess now you've got people that think the Earth is flat and it's like... That's
3: fucking rad that you could think that, right? That's so you must have so little brain space that you just can't even imagine a round planet. But it's like, yeah,
0: but it's like because I sort of like always think like you know the edge of the ga- you know the edge of the galaxy. But then there's what's after that? What's after that? What's after that? And it's mm-hmm. you can't like it like you're gonna explode just thinking about it. But to, like so, just say you think the Earth is flat, and you're like, but what's at the edge? What's at the edge? What's down? Like, what's under? If I keep digging, what happens? Is that endless? Like, what's up in the sky? Then is it a painting? Is there a roof? Like, like I want to. Like, I sort of want to know. What do you? Th- but the, I think people that think the Earth is flat is just like, no, you're not. It's that's their questions you shouldn't think about. Yeah, that's, I don't think that like- you could
3: talk to people who actually believe that kind of thing because it's hard to believe they even exist.
0: And I love that there's a conspiracy about it. But when people say there's a conspiracy about anything, it's like what's to benefit to keep to to do this? Like what
3: Well the globe manufacturers are behind the whole thing. (laughs) Anybody could tell you that.
2: (laughs) Are you all right? Are you okay?
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> that was so funny, it made me sick. That is fucking it, man.
2: The fucking
0: there is some someone deep, like some like a Rothschild or something, got his start
1: <laughs> in clove <laughs>
0: manufacture. There's Hofton
1: Mifflin people <laughs> the <ones> are the <laughs> or Hofflin, whatever. Oh
0: my god. Ah, oh, that is the perfect way to end the show. Bill and Dan, it is surreal. And a pleasure that you. It,
1: it has been awesome, Steele. This yeah, has just been absolutely
3: us. tremendous. Yeah, what? we're so glad that you got the success we never did. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> let's let's let's
0: keep that success in inverted commas, you guys. <laughs> it's a journey. It's all a journey. Um, but yeah, I like I like love podcasting so much. Like the medium and mm-hmm. how it like. Like, when I, when I sort of look back at, like, things that I loved when I was little, like, episodes of things. Like, I love the Kramer episode of Seinfeld where he got the Merv Griffin set. Yes. And and, and set up his own, like, show. And yeah. I loved, um like, the video from UHF, or I think it was just called UHF here, where Weird Al takes over the, the little TV station, sure. and makes up... You know, just like his his shows, I'd want to watch. Yeah. Right, and even um, there was a Christian Slater film called Pump Up the Volume, where oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, it was where, really
3: kind of like pop up podcasting in a way. I mean, pirate radio, but
0: he, yeah, yeah, but it was so weird that I loved all those things. I like I loved that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was so weird. Like when podcasting got invented and I got into it, I was
1: like, oh, I was into it beforehand. I was just waiting for it to be invented. You were ready for DIY to be a thing. Yeah. And then yeah. when it became a thing, you jumped right in. Well, I waited a little bit. I waited for it to get easy. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I knew, if I started it then, I would have burned out by now. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: true
1: that's great but the free time i would have had who knows what who knows who knows what kind of pop facts you'd know about the billboard
2: charts
0: fucking summer nights 12 (laughs) weeks (laughs) fuck me
3: (laughs) what a run (laughs) did you leapfrog from that right over to kylie minogue i mean didn't she redo one of
1: her songs um she did i thought Torn was her big one, right? Or did she do the no, locomotion? That's, that's, that's Natalie and Brilliant. Okay, yeah, she Torn. did the locomotion, the locomotion right? Yeah, yeah. Kylie was the locomotion, yeah. Yeah. Which went to number, which which hit the top ten for three different: first Little Eva, then Grand Funk Railroad, then Kylie Minogue. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Kylie Minogue is like our Madonna. She's just like this timeless, but not as skeevy and
3: as our Madonna.
0: Yeah, no, no. Well, that's that's a our high... Madonna
3: has some miles under the hood.
0: I can't I can't I I don't choose out of respect to reference under Kylie's hood at all. That's it's <laughs> a private hood. Let it stay locked. May no deer ever get cooked underneath it. Um there's a sweet reference to earlier in the podcast. Call back the um <laughs> But yeah, I love the the whole medium of podcasting and like I love all the like the like I love like the cool things like like interviewing Harrison Ford and stuff, but I also cherish like the not cool things like no, interviewing Bill and Dan. No, but like just like the dumb things like having... <laughs> Even better. <laughs> no, but like, like people saying like so we're out here for a wedding. Jackie doesn't come out till tomorrow morning. And people are like, why are you going out a day early? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet like these two dudes that made the first ever podcast I listened to. And I'm going to have them on my podcast. It's really weird. And they're like,
3: oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? At one point he'll have the the desk stick guy back on there again. He's like, I was listening to an old Bill and Dan show and he'll go, Well, you know, I've had him on here before.
0: <laughs> oh man. But what we have to do, I'm gonna I'll find the link and I'll post it at the bottom of in the show notes. So if you're reading this, like if you're listening to this on um on the website or on itunes or on your phone anyway like wherever it is whatever app you're using there'll be a link to podcast alley bill and dan let's vote them up <laughs> i want to get them to number one in that ghost town of podcast success
1: you have to go to the internet
3: way back machine won't you
1: yeah, well, I think Podcast Alley is, is still, it still up there? there. I think it's still up there. If it's not someone's still there, someone's holding that domain name for dear life. <laughs> They're like, oh, coming back. We were in. We were the king of podcasting for a few months back in. Yeah, there it is. Podcast Alley is still there. Podcast ranking sites. Well, it's more. It seems like it's much more of just a holding spot now. Oh, uh,
0: Yeah, it's just a bunch of ads
1: Yeah But man, it was important When I was looking for some of Steele's old emails to mm-hmm. the show I saw some mass emails that I had sent to people saying Hey, it would really help us out if you could vote us up on <laughs> Right, right, right. You don't have to listen to it Just
3: download it yeah. You don't have to listen Just go up there and rank us Right <laughs> Download it and then delete it As soon as you're done
0: <laughs> So is is the Bill and Dan podcast still on iTunes? Is
1: it still no, there? you can't find it anywhere right now. Oh, so it's not even listed up there anymore. No, you can't. You know, maybe one day I'll do something with the old episodes. Well,
3: if we could, if you could put up the Star Wars episodes, yeah, we could. Or maybe one of those. The thing was, the it,
1: it, it, it was costing money, and I kept it up there for a while but then it was just it was just money that I was paying and there wasn't any money back and we weren't doing new episodes. So eventually I took them down, but I've still got all the episodes and it's, I mean, hours and hours and hours and hours. That's good stuff, I thought. I enjoyed it. I was proud of it. It, uh, it was a really fun time and it's been fun reliving that time here today.
3: Maybe we could send them a copy or something of the... Yeah,
1: we'll episode. send it. Yeah, I'll,
0: I think I've got them. I I think, like, that was one of the ones that I was, like, when I was changing iTunes thing, I was, like, got to save all these episodes. Because I knew you, um, (laughs) like, when there was a, like, when you had to, like, reload them up or something like that. But I think I've got the Star Wars. I think I've got all the ones. And I've got, like, all these old, like, Mark Maron ones. Because back then, there was, like, you know, now you just, like, delete. And then back then, because it wasn't that many podcasts, you're, like, yeah, I'm going to. I'll come back to this one in a couple of weeks. And right. you,
1: you really didn't get them. I mean, it was before smartphones, really. So, I mean, to listen to podcasts, our podcast, you had to download it to your computer and physically transfer it to an iPod if you wanted to listen to it on the go right. or listen to it on your computer. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, I, we, we did our podcast debuted two and a half years before the first iPhone. So there weren't really people who can just now get stuff on their phone and you've got the entire feed of any show you like right at your fingertips. You yeah. had to make the effort to download and transfer to listen.
0: Oh, that is jogging back memories. Like the like having to leave the house and then watching the, you know, when you'd plug in your old iPod. Yeah. Like with the click wheel and all that. Yes. And it would like go search it. Like you'd read the iTunes, it would say like, Looking for changes, right. preparing to sync, right? Updating, syncing, and it's yeah. like I couldn't leave to go on the train or whatever because like I need I need to listen to this episode, and,
1: and, and you were so excited because you would see one new pop one pop in your feed, so it'd be like episode forty four. All of a sudden, it would drop down one, and it'd be episode 45 in like gray font, which means it's coming. And you're like, oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) It was such a different world.
0: So uh, where can uh, the good people of the internet track you
1: down? You can find uh, my website, which is my stand-up comedy website, at swarty.com, S-W-A-R-T-Y com And that's off of that. Got my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, you can find my comedy album online on Pandora, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, iTunes, you know, all that stuff. Nice. And
0: what's your Twitter handle?
1: Uh, Swarty, S-W-A-R-T-Y, comedy, at Swarty Comedy.
0: Nice. Uh,
3: well, I don't have a website anymore. I'm just using my social media site. Mm. So uh you know, Facebook.com, Bill Erendale, uh Twitter's at Bill Arendelle. uh and I got an Instagram. I d I don't post a lot to a lot. it, but I mean I just don't take
1: any pictures really. And and to do a real throwback to the Bill and Dan show for all of you listeners out there in the Des Moines area, come see me and Bill at the Des Moines Funny Bone, August 31st through September 2nd. That's it's right. going to be a hell of a weekend of shows.
0: That's right. That's wow, right. I remember the first ever Bill & Dan tour.
1: Yeah, the first Bill & Dan tour stop. <laughs> this could stop. be the last Bill & Dan tour. <laughs> the first Bill & Dan <laughs> tour stop was in Kentucky, and they were bragging because they had somebody there the week before. Right. Like, you ever heard of this guy? We're like, No. <laughs> Yeah, every time we'd go somewhere, it's like, oh, well, there's like a Radish Festival in the next county over.
3: But last week, though, boy, that was huge.
1: You can't go up against a Radish Festival. (laughs) One time we were in Ocala, Ocala, Florida. Um, We were in Ocala, Florida, and they had in the paper things to do. And they had our show, I think, was number three behind the paper festival. Right, but and, ahead of the Harry Potter costume contest, right? <laughs> so we beat that out. If you came and saw Bill and Dan, right? And, and, and
3: what's your your CD called?
1: Uh, one hundred percent certified
3: HPA, and mine's called a sack full of gummy bears, which is uh, well, they're all on Amazon, music, yeah. Google Music, iTunes, yeah. So I mean, we still have that on
0: there. That's right? still out there. Okay. Yeah. The um, yeah, I always think that sometimes you should, if you're going to go on a tour, it should be called um. The sh- you should have seen what it was like last week. Oh, right. That's exactly
1: because it's what it always is. Week, yeah. And
0: I have to say, like, just in like dealing with you guys when I was a listener and stuff and how cool you guys were, I always sort of tried to, like, whenever anyone sort of comes up and says about the podcast, like, I always sort of, like, because I was that dude, like, so I always, like, tried to be like, how cool you guys like were to me when i like email you from around the world and stuff so it was it was a thrill to be in your little universe it was
1: it was a thrill now to be in this universe so thank you yeah well cheers you guys and uh see everyone else next week right on thanks for having us on
0: hey you guys i hope you enjoyed what I think you could tell to me was a really special episode with Bill and Dan, formerly of the Bill and Dan Show. Um, it was surreal, and it was so cool to to meet up with them and to do a podcast. So I, I, that's what pod, that's why podcasting rules. If you want to make one, just make one. Do it. I dare you. I dare you to make a podcast. If that's if that's something you're interested in. Go do it, and um, you never know what will happen. It's uh, it's 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 really fun. Thank you, internet. Thank you, thank you so much, internet. But uh, and and stick around to the uh, the secret show. There's a there's a little surprise, a little a little, a little treat, a little classic treat there. Um, I have to say thank you to everyone that has joined the Green Guide Letters Patreon, where every episode. All 255 I Love Green Guide Letters episodes are up there. Every classic Ash Williams moment, every classic Will Anderson quip, Tony Martin's story, they are all there. And along with that, we do the After Letters show, which is a bit of a post-show chat with the guests, with your questions that we take on the Patreon page. It is patreon.com forward slash love letters if you want to check that out. And the latest after letters is a really fun one with uh, Bart Freebarn and Carl Woodbury. How can it be not fun with those guys? So, uh, really appreciate that. It helps uh, things going with the podcast. And uh, we've got two more in the can. And uh, they're really fun. They're really fun. Of course, we're back in Melbourne on the 16th of September. Hope to see you at that live show Saturday afternoon at 4.15pm at Club Voltaire. And if you are in... For some light-hearted, nerdy Star Wars chat, check out my other podcast, Steel Wars. It's doing some really good stuff. I'm, I'm very proud of all the work we're doing there. We just had Entertainment Weekly's Anthony Bresnican, who wrote the big cover story, unlocking a lot of the mysteries in the upcoming The Last Jedi. And I sit down with him for about 90 minutes and talk. Mark Hamill, Ryan Johnson, Daisy Ridley, All that good, fun, nerdy stuff. So check that out at steerwars.com. Of course, we depend on you guys, the listener, to help spread the word. So if you are on Twitter, the new episode is always posted at the top of I Love GG Letters. And if you can give us a bit of a retweet or a shout out, we really appreciate it. It's super cool. And also... Give a shout out to uh, Bill and Dan. They'll be tagged in this week's episode. And thank them for uh, coming on the episode and also inspiring me to spend a great portion of my life recording podcasts for you guys. It is is—it's uh, quite a ride. It is quite a ride. Uh, you can follow me, by the way, at Steel Saunders on all the social media. I Love Greenguard Letters is at I Love GG Letters on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't already, jump on iTunes, write a sweet five star review. It uh, bumps up the rankings, which is good, gets more people into the show. And then they look at the reviews and see nice things and go, maybe I'll listen to an episode. And it also makes me feel warm inside. And that's an important place to feel warm, you guys. Maybe the best place to feel warm. It's really good. Thank you guys so much. See you next week.
2: But until then, how about that secret show?
3: From the Swarty.com studios. This is the Bill and Dan Show, hosted by comedians Bill Arendale and Dan Swartout.
1: Are you working on any new bits? A couple things I got working right
3: now. Like, uh, give me a clue. I do the thing about the, uh, there's a porno shop I go to. There's like some. Uh, Christian women's group put up a big billboard next to the porno shop that says that real men don't need porn. Uh-huh. Ooh, you got me. I definitely right. I wouldn't need uh, porn if real women would help me. <laughs> if they would just do that, I wouldn't have to beat my meat like it had ties to Al Qaeda.
1: <laughs> That's good. And you've uh, just started. You told me the the um, the premise of that joke. A long time ago, but now you're just now working so on it. So we used to it.
3: drive past that porno shop and we'd go – like a couple times we'd go on a trip to do a gig somewhere. We'd drive past it. It's up on 71 actually. Uh-huh. It's a lion's den. You've got that big billboard up next to it. Like I wonder if that ever really stops anybody from going in. You know?
1: Yeah, someone goes like, you know, I never really thought of it like that. And I they guess just I'm not a real man.
3: I guess I better go put it in any hole volume three and <laughs> I'm going to go buy that, take it home and think about what a failure I am.
1: Yeah, I, my uh, my rental of Booty and the Hoefish proves that I am not, not a real man. You know it'd be like? You know what? If, if Mr. T in Rocky Three, he's not a real man. You go up to Rocky Balboa, you go up to Rocky Balboa's apartment, you'll find in Rearrendance Day, he's no real man. Hey, woman. <laughs> he, wouldn't it have been great if in that movie at that very part Adrian just went off with Mr. T because <laughs> there's a second when you see her and she's like kind of ashamed like oh he sees right
3: through me <laughs> that like would that is a chump
1: that would have really changed the entire dynamic of Rocky 3
3: yeah if you got Adrian in a in a <laughs> you got Adrian in a finger cuffs tag team with Mr. T and Hulk Hogan <laughs>
1: You know, because I'll tell you, there's a scene at the end there on the beach where you think that uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky might get together. Yeah. Maybe they... maybe Adrian saw that coming and would be like, you know what? Mr. T is a real man. I'm going off with Mr. T. He has just invited me to come up to his apartment to show me a real man.
3: If you look at Rocky's hair in that movie, it really is beautiful. I mean, it's just like <laughs> there's not a hair out of place. It kind of reminds me of Monroe from uh, – was it Too Close Mon- for Comfort? Monroe
1: Ficus. Jim J. Bullock himself. Right, right. Monroe Ficus. I now,
3: remember, when that show was on, it was like, what, 76 or 77? Too Close show was for on?
1: Comfort? Too Close for Comfort, yeah. It was like 81 to 85 or and something.
3: I didn't even know what a gay person was, but I remember watching this and I'm thinking, that guy's hair is awful purdy.
1: <laughs> Jim J. Bullock. He was awesome on that show. Yeah. That show made me laugh. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things that happens in a show where they realize that all the regular characters are completely boring. Right. And here comes Monroe, and he's entertaining. Yeah. So we got to find a way to get Monroe moved in with the other
3: characters. It's like when Fonzie would do uh, guest appearances on Joni Loves Chachi.
1: Oh, man. Fonzie by that time was like 45. Yeah. You know what kills me about Fonzie? Maybe someone out there listening can email this to me. If you're at Swarty.com, you can email it to Swarty at Swarty.com. What's your uh, email address, Bill? Uh, Aaron
3: Comic at Yahoo.com. It's A-R-R-U-N-C-O-M-I-C at Yahoo.com.
1: Okay. Fonzarelli. High school dropout. Yes? Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the show, at the very end, long after Richie's left, when it was, uh, it was Fonz and... Potsy. Uh, Potsy and the guy from uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Married with Children, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley, right. Fonzie, the high school dropout, somehow becomes headmaster at a private school. How does this happen? Have our educational system sunk so low that you no longer need a high school diploma to be a principal at an elite private school?
3: Well, Mr. Fonzarelli, I was looking at your resume. I'm quite impressed by the fact you managed to jump a shark in the parking lot at Arnold's. (laughs) And, of course, you had a high-profile dating relationship with Pinky Tescadero.
1: I do. uh, Yeah, Fonzie, I really enjoy this. I I really wanted to hire a headmaster who could win an all-night Dan contest, and uh, you're the guy. I never understood that. Or how about this? On Laverne and Shirley. Mm -hmm. When Laverne and Shirley moved to Los Angeles, why does all of a sudden Lenny and Squiggy and everyone else come along, too? I just moved... Here in Columbus, and my neighbors didn't come with me. <laughs> you know, I've enjoyed having the wacky shenanigans of you dropping by so much. Why don't you buy the house next door? Yeah, let we can t- pop in all the time. Oh man, yeah, but Monroe was great, and they had to move in with Ted Knight. Yeah, on that show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, Ted Knight played this, you know, he played Ted Knight. Right. A straight laced. Uh, you know, exactly as he was on Mary Tyler Moore and Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. And Monroe was just this over-the-top, just... hilarious character.
3: It's funny because on the
1: on the behind the music with that show,
3: like, I guess uh, Ted Knight knew, like, in the back of his mind that Monroe was really gay or Jim J. Bullock. Uh-huh. But actually refused to discuss it at oh, really? any point. And uh, I think there was something like where he was on his deathbed and Jim J. Bullock was there and they... I don't know, maybe they helped me. or something. Wait a minute, are something? you telling
1: me that on Ted Knight's Ted, the person who was with him was Jim J. Bullock? I think so, I don't remember it. What a it's... horrible way for an American icon to go. <laughs> I don't want my family, I don't want my friends, I don't want the priest, I want Jim J. Bullock by my side. That's how I'm going to go. If I'm I dying pass... from
3: cancer or something, I'm like, hey, could you wheel in Orshak?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so wait, did they, what happened during this deathbed confessional?
3: Well, I don't see. That's the thing is, I don't remember. I just remember them saying that they had sort of some sort of a, I guess, deep friendship, but without like by, by skirting the whole gay issue or something like that. And I think he says something to him, something about why can't you just like women or something like that. <laughs> like I said, I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time since I saw. it.
1: Did Jim J. Bullock tell this story on on the Eat True Hollywood Story? I don't.
3: Boy, I don't think so. I, I, I wish I could remember. I mean, I wish I had it on tape. I could watch it and tell you, but I, I don't remember. You've been listening to The Bill and Dan Show. Check back soon for another exciting episode.
2: This is pretty much the worst
1: podcast
2: ever made.
1: It was the 80s.
3: I still love the movie. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I never. This tried is to
1: do this that, is very I mean. much a Bill and Dan show moment right <laughs> now. As Dan's I am, uncomfortable. I'm like, can we change the topic really quickly? And then Bill's like, oh, I got some gags. <laughs>